Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. Here with David Finch. All right. We're back with you in person, live in person. Woohoo! Uh, it's good to have David uh, back uh, so we can have this thing face-to-face. It's not quite the same, but you're still able to do it pretty good with the uh, Zoom and, and how we've been able to do it remotely. Um, but we're certainly excited to be back with you here on uh, this evening. And we're, we have another good Bible study for you. Um, we're going to be talking about the keys to Bible study. And uh, so we're going to be jumping into that. And of course, if you have any uh, comments or questions on what we discuss, anything we talk about, uh, you can email us at um, truth in agape love. Let's see. Yeah, truth in agape love at gmail.com. And so uh, send us a note. The link to the emails in the description of the podcast. So you can um, find the email there if you're like me and you can't remember stuff. <laughs> at least it's wrote down right there and you can see it right on your phone. You can send us a note if you like. Um, but tonight we're, we're going to be looking at Acts, um, probably read it, Acts 17, 11, and then just kind of jump into our study. So Absolutely. Let's, here let's dig in here. Here we go. So Acts 11, to kind of set the scene, here... Acts 17, 11. Acts 17, 11. Did I say Acts 17? You said Acts 11. Okay. <laughs> Verse 11 of Acts there 17. There we go. Uh, but So here... Speaking of the Bereans, here he is talking about they studied themselves approved from the teachings of the apostles themselves. And so here it says these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So again, the apostles were speaking with them because they didn't have the written word in front of them, so they would go home and study themselves approved, even from what the apostles were speaking from them. You know, as as the apostles were speaking, and keep in mind, the apostles were inspired men of God to speak the word of God, and yet they still went home and studied themselves approved. You know, going back to Galatians 1, Paul there too says, even if we or an angel from heaven give you any other word, mm-hmm. let him be accursed. And there again, Paul's referring to we as the apostles. We the apostles or an angel from heaven. So that goes to Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, where all authority has been given to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so they have to abide by the law of Christ or, or by the word of Christ. So in no way... Even if these are inspired men, even if it was an angel from heaven to give you another word, you can only stick to the word of God. The word of God that is written now for us in front of us is the only word that we can abide by. Mm-hmm. So anytime anyone tells you another word, like as me and Chatter are talking to you, we're not bringing another word. However, I still want you to go home, or if you're home, Study the scriptures. Be like the Bereans. They're, they were fair-minded. They were complimented to study daily. And yeah. so that's what we're that's what we're trying to show everyone. This is how you this is what you need to do is study the word of God. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 you know, we talk all the time. It's the standard. 
God wrote it down and preserved it for us so that it can't be perverted or polluted. Mm-hmm. It's the standard. It's the blueprint. You know, I talk all the time about that. that yeah. it's, 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 it's what we go by. You know, if, if you do something different than the print at work, you know, it's not what they want. It's not right. That's right. It, it's, you throw it in the scrap bin. Okay, because <laughs> you didn't do it the way the print said, and 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 that's that's what the Bible is. It's a standard, and you know, um, another key thing too is when we're building something, and and say you have a coworker. I always re- I always have to relate it to stuff, but <laughs> if we build something, and your coworker says, "Yeah, do it this way," and you just go and build it, and then um, it's wrong, and you, what's your excuse? Well, old Joe over there said. To do it this way. Well, what does Joe know? Did you go double check him on the print? You know, did you go double check the measurement? Mm-hmm. Or the, you know, how this is supposed to go together? No, because Joe said it was fine. Well, that you're putting your trust in Joe, not the the blueprint, which is the standard. That's it's a this, very good point. It's the same thing in, in Bible study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what these, these uh, Bereans, right? Correct. That's what the Bereans, they didn't take anybody's word for it. Yeah. They went. You know, they didn't just trust Joe. They went and looked at the blueprint. That's right. And searched the scriptures to make sure that it was right. Yeah. They didn't rely on someone else. And I think that's a big problem today in religion is we find a pastor or whoever, and they just, they have such good speeches and lessons and they make me feel good. But did you check him against God's word? Yeah. You know, that's what you have to do. And how many times have have I heard of, and I'm sure you have too, Chad, of people, they've changed their belief based upon what the preacher told them. Mm-hmm. Well, my preacher said it. Yeah. And and almost using that as the standard of mm-hmm. of how we serve God. And, you know, going back to your, um, you know, old Joe. Yeah. With, you know, with that. He said it was 30 inches, but it was actually 40 inches. Well, and, and in that, though. <laughs> Both are guilty, aren't they? Sure. Well, yeah, he's he's just as at fault you, as you are. You uh, you as the boss have to go and discipline both of them. Yeah. You know, for telling mm-hmm. the wrong measurement, but then you not checking it yourself. Mm-hmm. They both have the responsibility. Just like with the word of God, we all have the responsibility to go back to the word of God. Mm-hmm. So if a preacher tells you something that is an error, you're going to be guilty. <coughs> For not checking him, and the preacher's going to be guilty standing before God for not speaking the truth. Yeah, there's two errors there because... That's right. Uh, Joe taught him wrong, okay, mm-hmm. told him wrong, and and us as, you know, we as believers or, or as the worker, you know, they didn't double check him. Mm-hmm. You and, know? and me as a preacher, I really take that to heart because I yeah. don't ever want to be guilty of preaching error. And so... I say this quite often with people is if I say something that is contrary to sound word, I would consider you hating me if you don't tell me that I'm wrong. Yeah. Because I don't want to be wrong, you know, Mm-mm. and I certainly don't want to mislead God's children away from God because I said something in error. So there's that that double note there, too, where I don't want to be wrong standing before God on Judgment Day, and I don't want to mislead anyone else mm-hmm. to believing a lie either. Yep. And so that's why these Bereans were being commended, because they actually went to the Word. It yeah. doesn't matter who taught them, they went to the Word and made sure that the Word of God agreed with. And 
in the context, as it's talking about they search the Scriptures daily, mm-hmm. it is in reference to the Old Testament, mm-hmm. because that's all they had at the time. The New Testament hasn't been written yet. So they, they would go back to the Old Testament to prove looking throughout the prophecies, and, and we talked about that a little while ago as well, but looking at the prophecies and, and making sure that what they're saying is in line with already been established, the Word of God. And so that's what we do. Now that we have the, the full revelation before us in Scripture, we go only to the Bible. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what anyone tells you. Go to the Word to, to prove either them right or wrong. But we are commanded, as we see in verse 11 of Acts 17, that we do need to go to the Word of God. And um, this is why, Chad, me and you always encourage people to mm-hmm. study. Yeah. It's key. And, and you know, why wouldn't we want to back things up, you know? We... We do that all the time, you know. We yeah. back our photos up, you know. That's right. You know, electronically when you're speaking, uh, you know, we always it's it's just a, a safeguard, and that's what they're talking about is like making sure that we're following the Bible, not just some person that's right. or what some person said. And you know, as I grew up in the church, you did too. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember someone saying that. Well, why do you believe this? Like, have you have you have you tested it for yourself? And I'm like, hmm, no, not yeah, really. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, do I really believe this? Hey, maybe I should do that. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think all of us have that point in our life where we realize, wait, do I really believe this? Am I committed? You know, uh, is this true? And we have to look in the Bible for ourselves. You that's know, right. and and. And know that it's for real. And I think a lot of times it's, you know, for me, it was kind of almost falling away for a bit Mm -hmm. and realizing, hey, this ain't right. You know, made me realize I got to stick with this. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, I believe this. I believe this. This is this is my conviction now, not just something my parents told me to do. Yeah. And I think we all have to find that. You're doing it for yourself, not for your parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be doing it for someone else. Right. But, yeah. Did we read the verse? Of what, Acts 17? Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay, good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of dove right in and started talking about it. Uh, um, and I think, uh, you know, then that's the biggest thing is basically you and I right now are encouraging people to study the Bible. That's right. You know? And, and when, you, when you go to the Bible, you can begin to get a thorough knowledge of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's where your growth in the Lord will come, is through study. Something that I, I want to bring up, mm-hmm. uh, David Porter said uh, that, that you guys you guys went to a kind of a, a preacher training, you know, study. And the first thing you done was read... First uh, Timothy six times. Yeah, First Timothy six times. And one thing that he told me, he's like, you know... Uh, if you read it six times, you're reading it for yourself by the sixth time. Yeah, like you're not just reading it; you're 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 seeing it from a different light. Um, that sixth time than you ever did before. Right. So, and I didn't even think about that. Like really reading it and going over it and studying it more than just once. You yeah, know, that's. And you miss so much just reading it one or two times. Uh-huh. You you continue to pick up more throughout. And then you, you actually begin to start 
looking deeper into the passages. You yeah. know, what does this word actually mean, or what does that mm-hmm. what does that phrase actually mean? And, and yeah, that was so we got there Saturday night. Yeah, and that was to check in. The class was supposed to start Sunday morning, okay. or not Sunday morning. We we went to services, and after services, mm-hmm. we went and started the class. And when we got there Saturday night. We had homework, and mm-hmm. it didn't even begin yet. <laughs> Read First Timothy six times. I was like, and it, for us, I, I was telling you earlier uh, before we started recording. I got there at about eight thirty. Yeah, and and I I got the material. I got the homework. By the time I got back to the hotel and brought everything in and and got in, it was like ten o'clock. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, now I got to read this six times, and I, I think there's something else we had to do too. I think there's like two or three things that they wanted us to do, and so, you know, it, so it began for me. Yeah. Where, uh, and then every night, I was working till twelve thirty one o'clock every morning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but it was. I don't say that to complain. I say that because there was so much there. Yeah, and then by the end of it, we read First, Second Timothy six times, and Titus six times as well. Yeah. And because if you don't know anything about it, Timothy and Titus were Paul writing to preachers. Yeah, and right. And so, as a preacher, you need to know First and Second sure. Timothy and Titus. Yeah, so right. That's what we were doing. Well, and if you read something six times, you're gonna get something out of it my, that that you've never noticed before. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and 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 you know, we talk all the time. Every time we look at something new, or you know read something again or study something again in the Bible, we can always learn something from it new that we didn't notice that's before. Right. And, and that's, that's the, the amazing point. part of the Bible. Yeah, that's the point of the the studying and meditating upon. Mm-hmm. You know, um, turn with me to Ephesians 3. I have this written down. Okay. Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. So if you're at home and taking notes or whatever, this is the the reason why we study. It says, um, well, we can back up to verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length Mm -hmm. and depth and height to know the love of Christ with Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Yeah. So in verse 18, this is why we study, to know the width, yeah. length, and depth, and height. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just read that, you're like, oh, okay, and then kind of keep going. But what does he mean? Why does he bring up all the, the width, length, depth, and height? Well, you're a fabricator just like me. We build stuff. If you don't have the depth, you can't build it. You That's can right. have the width and the height, but if you don't have the depth, you're missing something. Yeah. There's a puzzle piece missing. Yeah. And if you don't have the all the information, you're toast. Yeah. You can't build it. And if you do, it's not going to be what was prescribed. Yeah. You know. And the same thing goes to to learning who Christ is by mm-hmm. his written word that he has down for us. If we don't understand who the the God whom we serve. If you don't understand Him, mm-hmm. you will never be able to comprehend Him. And mm-hmm. so, to know the kind of love that He has, and this is something that still baffles me. For example, you know, Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22, mm-hmm. prophesying about the kind of 
death that Christ was going to die. Yeah. Describing the pain, the the torture. And but then to take a step back. Mm-hmm. If this was prophesied about and Christ was with God from the beginning mm-hmm. before it all began, Christ was there when all of this was being written. Mm-hmm. Christ knew that pain. He knew what he was going to endure. Mm-hmm. So then when you fast forward to Matthew uh, 26, 39 through 45, looking at his final three prayers mm-hmm. in the garden, praying, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not mine will, but thine be done. Mm-hmm. He knew what was going to happen. He knew this was going to be the pain. He knew what he was going to endure. And then you see him willingly take it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you've never studied the Old Testament, yeah, and you don't really fully understand, he knew all of the pain that he was going to endure, up into the point where he knew that how his enemy was going to um, cast lots for his clothes. Mm-hmm. He knew it all. He knew it, and he willingly went anyways. See that just deepens your faith when you look at the Old Testament passages and you look at the prophecies, now you can kind of comprehend the depth of his love. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. So again, now let's look at the length a little bit. He did it not while we were seeking him. It was while we were sinners. Mm-hmm. He didn't wait for us to be calling out to him. He did it while we were sinning. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the darkness of the world in that time. Look at everything that all of the enemies of Christ were willing to do to him. You know, as, as you read it, you read how they scourged him. And they, a lot of people didn't survive scourging. It was that amount of blood loss. Oh, yeah. You know, the one, one book that I, that we listened to, I didn't read it. I listened to it. Um, was Killing Jesus by uh, Bill O'Reilly, wrote it, mm. uh, Killing Jesus. And, and what I got out of that is what it was like there at that time. The Romans were had a, a whole, I think there was four guys, four or five guys on every legion of the army. That Their sole job was to crucify and kill. Yeah. And they had it down to a science. Uh, the scourging. There was two of them that would scourge. Uh, and the point was, there was never a relief. So the one guy's hitting while the other guy's caulking. And they had two whips, and they would boom, boom, boom. And they would just hit constantly while, while this one's hitting, the other one's getting ready and hit. And it was their profession. That was their profession was to kill. Yeah. they were, And there was one guy watching over to make sure they were doing it right. <laughs> How brutal. You know, the, the time that it was then... And, Can and, you imagine trying to do that today? No. And and the thing is, for some of the crimes that, that those people got beaten for were very mild. <laughs> yeah. Okay? You know, I mean, even just um, the thieves. Thieves. Yeah, just stealing. Just stealing, which is bad, but stealing, they would still almost, sometimes they put them clear to death. Yeah. And... And so you didn't you don't grasp any of this without studying the word. Well, and even an average everyday Joe, it, it, as you went into the city, into Jerusalem, 
for the Passover, okay? Mm-hmm. There was a tax you had to pay. Yeah. And everywhere you had to go, it's like a toll, basically. And you had to pay this tax. Well, if you couldn't afford it, there was conveniently folks there that would loan you money. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then if you couldn't pay them back, all of a sudden, over a period of time, if you couldn't pay them back, you're in slavery. Yeah. You're a slave. You lose everything and you're a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just incredible the time. But um, and one thing I was going to bring up, just kind of bring us back to what we were talking about. Um, for me, uh, the gospel kind of came alive in my mind when I realized just what you were saying, that, wait, the Old Testament talks about Jesus? Yeah. You know, when you start looking at the Bible, the completed word from Genesis to Revelation, it comes alive because you realize all the prophecies, Jesus was prophesied, it happened, you know, when I started realizing that it correlates, like it that that basically Jesus is the fulfillment of his original plan, yeah, that's when it was like, oh, you know, and of course you have to study that. That it's not something that just comes at you. That's right, you know. And we talk about that too. Uh, there's an action we have to take first. We gotta learn to read. <laughs> yeah, you know, but we have to read it in order for us to receive the communication. That God has given us, He yeah. communicates to us through His Word, and then and then to get to what we're talking about, you to read it and then you study it. To study it and, and meditate on it. That's right. Study and and reading are two different things. Yeah, you can read a passage, but to study it, then you start digging into what is He trying to say behind this. Mm-hmm. You know, where when you're reading, you're just trying to get from chapter one to the end of the chapter, or you know. You just want to read the section, but to study it, you're actually digging into it a whole lot more. And and then that's when you can start really digging into the, the prophecies. You know, throughout the Gospels, um, now watch, I'm not going to be able to find one now, but... Uh, what are you looking for? For example, uh, Luke 6. Okay. Uh, well, he's talking about the Beatitudes there. Um, I'm thinking of Matthew. So let me see here. Uh, but Matthew, you know, you, the apostles and, and all that, they'll actually talk about, as it is said, Matthew 4. Let's turn over there. Okay. Verse 6, it says, and And said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. Now, this is Satan, the devil, talking to Christ. And Satan said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give charge over you. Now, this, He shall give charge over or He shall give His angels charge over you, is actually from Psalm 91, verse 11. So, Satan is quoting scripture mm-hmm. to Christ. And then also he throws out another verse. And in their in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's Psalm 91, verse 12. And then, you know, so you have they're quoting scripture. Yeah. And so 
Satan is not just speaking these random words. He's trying to use Scripture against Christ. And, of course, ripping everything out of context. Mm -hmm. That's what Satan does. Mm -hmm. And even today with people, you know, we were talking about preachers before, they can take things out of context. Now, I'm not saying that they're intending to take things out of context. Like Satan here, Satan knows Scripture and he intended to take it out of context. But people can accidentally take what is being said out of context. And when you take it out of context, you actually change the meaning of the passage altogether. Mm -hmm. And so context is key. Keeping it into context, looking at who's speaking and who is he speaking to means everything. And so in verse 6, you have to look back at verse 5 and know who's talking, because it begins by saying, and said to him. Well, who? Who said to him, and who is the him? You know, so go back to the beginning. <clears throat> then you see it's a conversation between Christ and and Satan. So, well, you, you know, you keeping it into context. That's what you do when you study. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Jeff. Just here, this example, um, even the devil gave reverence to the scriptures. Yeah. That it was something to to live by, basically. Very that the point. scriptures were something to quote, mm -hmm. and it was a standard to live by. You know, he recognizes strict scripture as being, you know, where he says, uh, for it is written, you know. Yep. What was the significance of written? It was written down to, for pres pervert, uh, preservance. Yeah. You know. And the word of God doesn't change. I'm reminded, too, um, even the evil spirits obeyed Jesus, you know. Yeah. I brought a lesson while you were gone about that, where um, even even the evil spirits obey Jesus. Shouldn't we ought to do the same? That's right. You know, even the evil spirits recognized him as Lord. Yep. And obeyed him. Yeah. And, you know, to tie in with that, you know, he's talking about uh, in James 2. Turn over there with me to James 2. A lot of times you'll hear people say, well, I believe... And that's all I have to do. Mm -hmm. Well, James 2, 19 points out, he says, You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons yeah. believe and tremble. Mm -hmm. Do the evil demons, do they have hope of eternal life? <laughs> no. <laughs> so clearly you need to do more than just believe. Yeah. You know, there's... And we talk about the plan of salvation, you know. As you hear us speak and... Hopefully you hear us simply speaking the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us that you need to, to hear, but not just hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's always about hearing the Word of God. And belief is, is the next step, you know, John 11, 25, and 26. Mm -hmm. And so here he's even talking about they believe. And so that's the, even the demons believe. Even the demons believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, mm -hmm. but they're evil spirits. They, you know, they are without hope right now. Well, and I always go back to why is this account given to us? Well, it's given to us for a reason. You know, That's Jesus right. says, or who was it said? These are written. Many more things Jesus spoke, but these are written so that you may believe. That's you know, right. these are. This is written for our learning. There's a reason why it's wrote down for us. Yeah. We need to find that reason. 
you know, uh, it's not, there's not just a bunch of McGurkin or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's not just a good story book or, you know, something that you do in Bible class and learn about Noah, you know, uh, and all the, the popular stories. Yeah. They, this is written for our learning. And when we see that the demons trembled, you know, that's important. That's for, that's to strengthen us, make us realize, hey, this is important. Yeah. You know. And and that's that's why we need to study. Mm-hmm. That's why that's the importance of studying it so we can learn it. Well, yeah. And John 20, 30 and 31 is what you were referring to. Okay, yeah. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. There you go. That's much better than just taking my word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back but to the Word of God. It's yeah. true. That is there. And these are here for our learning. And, and we have to learn it. Yeah. We have to figure it out for ourselves. We have to study it and know it for ourselves. Figure out what he's trying to tell us here, you know? Yeah. And turn over with me to Second uh, Timothy 2.15. Chad, you can probably quote this, but let's turn over there. So here we have a command to do exactly what we are talking about. Yeah. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Now, the King James Version renders it, Study to show yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's no other way that we can rightly divide the word of truth outside of study. Now, there are people out there trying to press upon their followers that you don't, you're not smart enough, essentially, and, and I'm, I'm not putting it as nicely as I'm sure they are, but you're not smart enough to understand the word of God. Yeah, right. Leave it up to the, to the ones that have this... Mm-hmm direct line with God, or, or perhaps is, is what they're trying to illustrate. But we know the Word of God, and, and you can't understand it. So, leave it up to us. Don't study. Well, if God commanded us to study, would He command us to study something? Something that we would never understand? Mm-mm. See, that doesn't make sense. No. That would actually make God the author of confusion. Yeah. And He's not. Mm-mm. 1 Corinthians 14.33. Yeah. And so, you know, what we do is, is we study, and we can understand it. How beautiful is it? You know, we actually can understand the Word of God. God made wise the simple. It's His wisdom, and He made it simple for us to understand it. Mm-hmm. But it's not just skimming through it and being done with it. You're not going to understand it that way. It takes study mm-hmm. and diligent study. Be diligent to present yourself approved. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, and, and I was reading out of the New King James Version, but that's why both, as they both render, one says be diligent to present yourself, the other one says study to show yourself approved. Mine says diligent. Diligent. So, the are you reading out of the New King James Version? Mm-hmm. And so the, the point behind it, that as they are both rendered, they both have that same meaning, being diligent. To present yourself, it's the that is study, 
and meditating and pondering mm-hmm. upon what is being said. That's the importance behind it, because through that, that is how you're going to know and learn the length, the width, the height, and the depth. Mm-hmm. And Chad, you did bring out, you know, we used to build closets for each other. You know, you know, you tell me, build it nine feet high and 12 feet wide. Yeah. But if you don't give me the depth, if I just build it one foot wide. Yeah, it could be a mile long. Yeah, <laughs> or or just one foot wide. Or it could be whatever your interpretation is of it. Exactly. But if it's, say my interpretation is one foot deep, right? Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Now your clothes are not going to fit in that closet, are they? Because the hanger is is over a foot. Mm-hmm. So your clothes are not going to be able to hang properly in that closet. So yeah. what's the point of that closet Sometimes now, right? we really question things that got built, you know, wondering what they were thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, you've seen, the, like, the door that opens, and it's the bottom's cut to, to go over the toilet, toilet yeah. lid or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, it, it's true, like, diligent, diligent. Um, it's a, something that we have to do and something that we have to do work for. Another thing too is that i like to point out is what's our options what other option do we have to be saved from our sins there isn't one ah there's not one this is it you know there's only one option basically and that's to follow god's words and his teaching and there's no other way out of it that's right we're stuck and i oftentimes use uh, the Bible as the illustration that this is their, our treasure map to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, the greatest treasure untold. Mm-hmm. If you found a treasure map mm-hmm. for a treasure on earth, and it's supposed to be this some great, great treasure, would you not be diligent to study that map thoroughly to make sure that you find the correct place where it's supposed to be buried? Mm-hmm. Why do people not do that with the greatest treasure untold? Mm-hmm. Why do people not do that? I, I can't understand that. You know, they they leave it up to someone else to tell them how to get there. Or their feelings. Yeah, or their feelings. Mm-hmm. That That's one that uh, feelings are not going to get you there. You mm-hmm. know, look at Paul. You know, before he was called Paul, he was referred to as Saul of Tarsus. Mm-hmm. Looking at Acts 7, Saul of Tarsus was in charge of stoning Stephen. Mm-hmm. And he did it with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. He went. His feeling was that he was doing the work of the Lord. That was his feeling. Mm-hmm. Boy, was he wrong. Yeah. You know, he was even going, he was on his way to Damascus with a letter saying he has the right to capture all these Christians and bring them in, in chains well, to either we kill even... them or... To do some whatever with them, we can't even imagine that today. You and I, no, as far as as um, you know, people dying. Like, can you imagine if if people are being rounded up today here in America because of a uh, religion? Yeah, you know, and of course, I you know, religions are attacked pretty heavily right now in America more than than they ever have been. I think, um, but still, we have our freedom. To worship, it's not like they're li- we're lining people up in the street and killing them, but they were in that day. Yeah, in in the Roman Roman days. Yeah, it was not an easy thing to be a Christian then. 
and Saul of Tarsus was and was one was, of them, yes, capturing him and killing him and persecuting him and who knows what he did with him. Yeah, but, and he was full bore, had his heart into it one hundred percent, killing you Christians. Know, you know what it was all based off of. His filling. Mm-hmm. He felt he was doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. His filling told him to do it. Mm-hmm. And then later, after Christ came to him on the road to Damascus, yep. later you see, of course, he becomes a very faithful apostle, and he was very zealous for the Lord. He has always been zealous for the Lord, even as Saul of Tarsus. Yeah. He was very zealous for the Lord. He did it. Because he felt, and I'm using the word felt, but he felt that he was doing the work of the Lord. And that's why he was so zealous in it. But then after, on the road to Damascus, Christ came to him and said, it's hard to kick against the goads, calls him to be an apostle. Romans 10, 1 through 4, this is Paul speaking here. Okay. And he is speaking to the Israelites, which are what he used to be, Jews, right? And he calls out here... Romans 10, we're going to read 1 through 4. He says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes so these israelites had a zeal for god he's calling them out for having a zeal for god but it's not according to knowledge it's based off of traditions fillings and all of that you know to go back to what you were talking about it was off their fillings yeah and how scary is that well and you know paul is a great example i mean you can't ask for a better example um, and someone doing something that he thought was right, and then once he realized, completely turning 180 degrees to the point That's where right. the Christians didn't want to accept him. They were scared of him. Yeah. They didn't want to be around him because of his reputation. And I often wonder, just this is my own thinking about it, um, how many times do you think Paul told that story? <laughs> well, we know he told it... Uh, several times in the several Bible. Several times, Acts 22 yep. as well. And he, he recounted it, and he, he continually recounted it, because it was quite a uh, testament to his conviction Once he Lord. realized what he was doing was wrong, he changed. Yeah. And Very he, good point to bring out, and, yeah. And he, he changed and started, you know, working for the Lord, mm-hmm. even though he thought he was before. <laughs> yeah. Um, he started working for the Lord and um, just 180 degree change. And, um, you know, he, 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 I, I'm sure everyone he met and started studying with and tried to convince them, you just know that he brought up, hey, I used to persecute Christians. Well, and you know, he brought that up a ton. And it was a, yeah, it was, it kind of, I'm sure got people's attention. And, and, and we can use it today ourselves. Yeah. Going, hey, look, this guy thought he was doing the right thing. But also notice, he was always doing the work of the Lord. This is something that I want to bring out. He was always doing the work of the Lord. Yeah. One, his first work for the Lord was wrong. Yeah. And his second work for the Lord was right. That's right. What changed it? 
Mm-hmm. You know, he went from persecuting Christians to being a Christian. Yeah. And so the only thing that changed was the Word of God. That's right. That, that was literally the only thing that changed. He always had a zeal for the work of the Lord. Another great point to that, too, is the Word of God didn't change. He just didn't understand it correctly. That's right. Because he didn't realize that this was the fulfillment of God's Word. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing that we think. I know growing up, I thought there was two laws. There's the old law and the new law. Well, guess what? They work together because the, the, the new law fulfilled the old law. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't, there's a lot of things that weren't needed anymore. Mm-hmm. And the new law fulfilled it. Uh, and he was a heavy believer in the old law. Oh, yeah. Paul was. Yep. He was a Jew. He fought, you know, he followed it. He was the Pharisee. So he was of the strictest. Yeah, he of was. Of the Jewish law. Of yeah. the Jewish law. And, you know, they, they couldn't touch unclean animals. You know, there was all that stuff that mm-hmm. they followed. And then when the new law, when Jesus came, he didn't recognize the fulfillment and all the prophecies, Isaiah, all that. Yeah. He didn't recognize that until Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus. Yeah. And and then even, he, he didn't even recognize that till he was taught by Barnabas? Or no, who came and taught him? Paul. Are you talking about on his on the road to Damascus? After the, right after. Uh, Ananias. Ananias, that's right. Ananias yeah. came to him. And studied with him and basically ex- explained it to him. Yep. Not what Ananias said, it was what the Bible said. And fun facts about Ananias, he was not an apostle. Yeah, that's true. He was simply just a faithful yep. follower of Christ. Yeah. And um, and he came and explained it to him mm-hmm. more uh, fully, you know. Yeah. M- explained it to him. That's right. And, you know, he was... Paul was called... To do the work of the Lord. Yeah. You know, and, but his zeal, that's something that, for us, that's why you study. Mm-hmm. You have to have enough zeal to study the Word of God. Yeah. And, you know, you study with two different kinds of people. Ones that have a heart, their heart is right with the Lord and simply don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you have those that are hardened. Their mm-hmm. heart is hardened. And you can tell when you start studying with them. When you take them to the Word... And point out scripture, mm-hmm. they don't try to, well, I don't think that's what he means there. I don't think, and then those those that have the heart right for the Lord, you take them to the scripture and they're like, oh, then I was wrong. Mm-hmm. They want to be pleasing to the Lord. We have to be wanting to be pleasing to the Lord. You know, Hosea 4, 6, to tie in with Romans 10 here God is speaking, and he says, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. Mm-hmm. So here God is calling out that if you have a lack of knowledge, yeah, this also brings up another side of things. A lot of people want to remain ignorant to the truth, where, oh, on, on, on Judgment Day, God will, I can just say, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That's lack of knowledge. It wasn't that you didn't have the opportunity to learn it, it's that you chose not to take that opportunity to learn it. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some who perhaps have never, never even thought about studying certain aspects. 
I'm calling out the ones that choose not to study it, where they're they're faced with this study, and they choose not to study it. And that's heart-wrenching for me, to see that when they, that is the lack of knowledge that is being illustrated. You know, for example, say someone who has just been baptized in the Lord, perhaps something happens to them and they pass away. God does not expect them to know as much as someone who's been a Christian for 30 years. You know, he is a God of equity, not, not you know, everyone has to know this certain amount. But mm-hmm. he does expect you to be obedient and learn of his ways. Go ahead, I, I think uh, I, 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 it made me think of Agrippa, King Agrippa. Yes. When Paul was talking to King... And he studied with Agrippa a lot. Agrippa was very interested in what Paul had to say. So Acts 26, 28, he says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuaded me to become a Christian. Paul almost persuaded Agrippa. Uh, This is a guy who was in charge. He was a judge, basically. What verse was that? 28. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, like because he says, verse 27, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Because, you know, he's teaching them from Isaiah. And yeah. he's, he's showing them where all this got fulfilled. You know, Jesus came and died on the cross. Mm-hmm. It was all fulfilled. Um, uh, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe, Paul says. Yeah. And then Agrippa says to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would that God... I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am, except for these chains. Yep. You almost can feel his, his disappointment passion. and passion when you read that. Yeah. And and he, all he wanted was for them to become Christians Yeah, and, and believers. In verse 27, Paul calls out Agrippa. And yeah. says, I know that you believe. I know you believe. I know that you do believe. How many times have we studied with people and go, I know you know what I'm talking about. And they just don't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. And says, you almost persuaded me. Yeah. You know, and so here's, uh, and I like this example too, but for uh, several different reasons. So we won't get into it because I don't want to um, get off track here. But in verse 27, we see that King Agrippa did believe, but he chose not to serve he the chose. Lord. He chose not to. Yeah. And so, you almost persuaded me. Who was it that said, when I have a more convenient time, where was that at? I think that was a little bit... Was it Was it Agrippa? No. That was another one. Um, Judge. Yeah. That it, was... Um, Festus or yeah, Felix? Felix. Felix, I yeah. think. And, you know, I think that, that a lot of people are in that state, you know? Mm-hmm. And... And um, they're like, well, when I get older, you know, it'll be more important to me, you know, and I'll I'll get religion or I'll, you know, I'll, I'll then I'll listen to you, you know. One of these days, I'm going to need to come to church with you, you know, you'll hear people say. Um, Acts 24, 25. Okay, 24, 25. Because see, Paul, and that's the thing, Paul didn't quit. He just kept working on them. That's right. You know, 25. And it says, now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Now understand, Felix had problems with this. And that's why Paul is calling him out on this. Festus was afraid 
That's why he was afraid, because he was guilty of it, and answered, Go away. For now, when you have a when I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Yeah. So again, he chose to separate from it because he was not ready to hear the truth. Yeah. You know, and he was being convicted. He didn't have self control. He didn't you know yeah. he he didn't want to be well, a righteous man. These men didn't have too many people telling them, uh, um, giving him any opposition. Yeah, they didn't get told no very often. No, okay. And there was fact, only a couple of guys ahead of them, okay, which I believe would be Caesar. Like these guys answered to Caesar. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly because they're very were close to basically it. governors. Yeah, you know. But and, yeah, you don't tell them no. No, these 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 people are in a position where they don't. They're not told no, and they can unless have, it's from their unless it's from Caesar himself, and they know. could have anything they wanted. Yeah, they just call for it. That's right, and and they're they're not good at hearing the word no. They're not good at uh-uh. at being told they're wrong. You know that's why I give props to the prophets of old when they stood before kings and told them you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. It's not like you. Like, for example, if we go up to the president today and say, you're wrong. <laughs> if you can even get to him. He can't kill you for it. No. Right? Then, in the Old Testament, they could be killed for oh, it. Oh, sure. And I, I, it's not too far out of the realm where Saul, through a spirit, one of his most faithful servants, David, threw spears at him. Nobody challenged him. Nobody no. said anything. Like... You know, it was Jonathan, his son, came up to Saul and like, what has he done to you? He's been more loyal than anyone else. But it was more just like inquiring, why are you doing this? It wasn't mm. like, you can't do it, because nobody can tell the king no. But rather, it was like, hey, what, what's going on, Dad? Why, why are you doing this? Where, But no one could question Saul well, on, on that. Uh, Paul here, you know, he, he definitely got their attention. Because he got a king mm-hmm. to say... Well, you know, like they didn't they didn't um put him to death or fight him. They were scared of him, like you said, Felix. He was scared of him. Yeah. And they just kind of blew it off, pushed him away, but they still he he got their attention. Yeah. Paul got their attention. And so And he got them thinking. Yeah. And and to tie this back in with Bible study, it's studying the word of God with a pure heart. Yeah. Your attitude behind the study means everything as well. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, when you are faced with the truth, accept it. Yeah. We have to sometimes admit that we're wrong. Yeah. And that's okay to be wrong. Yeah. And that's why I... Uh, but you got to change. Yeah. I, I tell you, Chad, and I'm telling everyone who's listening, if I'm wrong, tell me. Yeah. I don't want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, now that's not to say that, Chad, if you just come to me and say you're wrong... <laughs> Well, you're going to have to show me yeah. where I'm wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to tell Again, me. Again, I can't just take your or, word for it, but or or let's both sit down and study it together. Yeah. You know, on on whatever issue it is, you know. And as Proverbs 27:17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so mm-hmm. a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Like Chad, me and you, mm-hmm. we sit down and we just study. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. iron sharpening iron, you know. You're going to bring up a very good question and then it's like well, that's going to encourage me to go to the Word of God. And sure, am I looking at this wrong, or you know, mm-hmm. can I look at this a different way? And studying it to come to the knowledge of the Lord, to come to the truth, 
that's what we're commanded to do. And that's why, you know, being with the Lord's people is also very, very encouraging and necessary as well while we're studying the Word of God. So I, think have- the, I think that one of the keys, you know, basically kind of going back to our topic, you know, we got to read it. That's the key. Yeah. We have to read the Bible, and it's not going to come alive to us unless we read it. Yeah. You know, and study it. Um, um, you know, and, and we talk, you, you brought up, too, like, understanding the context, too. You yeah. You know, like... Who's who's speaking here? You know, I love how we started out. You're like, okay, you know, we're talking about um, the uh, Bereans. Bereans. Well, what were they doing? Let's back up. We can read the verse that tells you verse eleven, but let, but let's let's see what they're talking about. Yeah, understand the 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 context. You know, and even like I brought up, understand the environment they were in. Sometimes, yeah. just understanding the, even the Romans and how the Romans were. That makes it come alive to you, and know what's what kind of the Christians, early Christians went through, as they traveled to Jerusalem, you know, for the Passover. The early Christians, you know, yeah, when they went to Jerusalem. So, you know, there's a lot of different things. Um, um, knowing who's talking, knowing the context, knowing who's speaking, yeah, and, and that takes some work, you know, and. It is easier to bounce things off of each other, you know, and study oh, yeah. like you and I are. You know, there's there's a lot of things. Um, and funny enough, I just got a text from a brother in New York. Okay. Asking me, you know, what are your thoughts on this passage? And I'm not going to get into the passage because it's kind of, it's a deep question. But rather, you know, he, he brought He's reaching up, out. Yeah, is it this or is it that? Bouncing ideas off of one another. Yeah. That strengthens both of us, you know? Yeah. And so, again, it's brother just working together, you know, and being, striving to be united in the Lord. But it's also, like I talked about the attitude, mm-hmm. it's having the delight in the law of the Lord, you know? As it says in, in Psalm 1-2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And again, that word meditate is to ponder on, to to give special attention to, and, and kind of digging into it. That's exactly what study does. And that's, that's what studying is, is mm-hmm. meditating upon it. And finding, when you meditate upon it, you will find delight mm-hmm. in the law of the Lord. Well, because it's so pure. Mm-hmm. Understanding too, like the instruction, the commands that are given. You know, there's there's instruction, there's there's rules to obey. There's a rules to obey, you know, that are given to us. Yeah. To be a Christian. You know, there's the plan of salvation we talked about earlier. You know, we have to do something. It's not just gonna get be given to you for free. Yeah. You you there's obedience you have to do. I'm reminded of uh the parable or Jesus with the um or no, it wasn't Jesus. Oh man, it was Isaiah, the woman who he um, who had nothing, and so but this one um, jar of oil, 
and she had to go Elijah. I think we it talked about that. Yeah. So 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 um, she didn't have any money, and she was telling him, "I don't have any money." And he's like, "Okay, what do you?" She's like, "But this jar of oil is all I got." So then he tells her, "Okay, go borrow vessels from. So go get vessels, and then pour this into those vessels. Pour this oil into those vessels and fill them up, and then sell them." Yeah. Okay. Which was a miracle, of course, um, because she only had one that one vessel of oil. Yeah, and it was almost out. It was almost out. Yeah. But by going, she had it, and you can just imagine, what? This is silly. How's this going to work, you know? Yeah. I Just give me the money, you know? And w- w- we've all had beggars ask us for money and stuff. But when there's when you have to work and do something to receive it, yeah. Um, it's the act of obedience in the Lord. And sure enough, they went and borrowed vessels from people. And sure enough, they filled them all up with oil and sold them. And that's how they got the benefit from him of the money. Yeah. Was by doing something. It's the same for us today as Christians. You know, w- sure, we want to just be saved. You know, that's easy. Yeah. David, you're saved. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, that's what we'd love. How great the thought, right? That would be great. But we can't do it that way. We have to do something. You know, we have to, you know, Mark 16, 16, believe and be baptized. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Philippians 4, 8, meditate on these things. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, I'm, I'm not going through the plan of salvation. I'm just reading these examples we have for us. That's right. There's things we have to do. We have to hear, believe, repent, be baptized. And when you and then live Timothy, faithfully. That's right. First Timothy four fifteen. You know again talking about the studying and again first Timothy it is Paul writing to a young preacher. Yeah. Right? And so Paul is telling him is telling Timothy in first Timothy four fifteen, he says, Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them that you're that your progress may be evident to all. So you give diligence to it. You give yourself entirely to it so that your progress will be evident to all. What progress is he talking about? It's it's in the knowledge, but also in living it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be evident to all just by seeing you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, who I was in high school, I go back and I, I, I went back into town. And nobody, um, all my old friends, you know, tell them I'm a preacher. They're like, I did not see that coming, <laughs> you know. And yeah. Um, but my progress has been made known to all, you know. And it's through my diligence to the Lord and His Word. Do you receive that um, that knowledge and, and willing to change your life to fit the Word of God? Yeah. And you can only know what the Word of the Lord is for you or what the Lord wants from you through study. And so after studying it, then changing your life to fit it, you know, again, it it's all working together, but it begins by reading, studying, meditating on it, and applying the things that you learn into your everyday walk of life. Yeah. The application of it is what's going to make your progress be evident to all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge, and 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 
you know it's not gonna come easy you gotta put some work into it mm-hmm. um it takes a lot of time to and even even strong christians that i know still learn something oh yeah you know and and so even they have work to do we we never retire that's right from it You'll never, you'll never not learn, or you'll never learn everything that there is. Yeah. You know, through your life experiences and through who you study with depends on what, where you go in Scripture. You know, um, when somebody's dealing with something and, and you deal with that kind of uh, issue a lot, mm-hmm. you have a lot more of those uh verses at the top of your head Mm -hmm. and so that's where you go and then versus somebody who studies with another section or or whatever you begin to learn the scripture a whole lot more through just the the meditation upon it you Mm -hmm. know and as you meditate upon it that's when you're going to learn it absolutely and read and read yes we're out of time Oh, all right. <laughs> I knew it was coming up soon, so that's why I said something. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's basically our study this evening. Um, it certainly good thoughts. We kind of bounce all over the place, but that's yeah. that's part of studying, and you know, I enjoy it. Uh, hopefully, you all enjoy it. Give us a share. Tell your friends about us. Uh, if you enjoy the the podcast, and we'll um, be looking forward to another study um, with you next week. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll see you.